Now what do we say when we're sad and depressed during quarantine? COVID ain't stopping, but these ass cheeks be popping. Clap them cheeks, bitch. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from Westview, this is Doyen. And I'm by myself with this bitch named Agatha. And she's getting on my damn nerves. It was <laughs> Agatha all along. Get out my damn nerves. It's just the two of us. But <laughs> I love Agatha. <laughs> so, Doyen, what's been going on? What are you drinking? was bringing you joy all those great things okay so since i've already started talking about one division i just want to really quick just get it out there first of all i was betrayed by jay and he watched it during his work day because he said his co-workers kept spoiling it and i was like how the fuck so right before he came back you know from work i watched the whole episode without him <laughs> Because I was like, we're not about to watch this for the first time together for me. <laughs> but at the very know. least, he could have lied. Like, he didn't have to tell you. Because mm-hmm. I get trying to avoid it during mm-hmm. the work day mm-hmm. um, because people will spoil it. I get that. But he didn't have to tell you he watched it. He could have just feigned surprise. I think all is well that ends well. Like, so he was honest with me. And, um, so I knew that he watched it without me. And so I just watched it without him. <laughs> Such a betrayal. Yeah, that's that's how we do. We're just shady like that. Otherwise, um, things that have brought me joy. So I actually started a new series that I think you'll like called Behind Her Eyes. And I finished it this week. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I have not started it. It is in my queue to start, though. But I, yes, yes, yes. I also today was wigs day, so I got two new wigs, and they're both fabulous. <laughs> this one, or the one that you see, is more of like a updo wig piece, but it's perfect for podcasting because my headphones fit right between my bang, yeah. my bang, and the back, yeah. back. So, uh, otherwise, yeah. Just trying to, um, last week was a tough week. Somehow between my body trying to build a COVID response and allergies, I was, my ass was handed to me all week. And so now I'm back on the mend and I feel a lot better. And so I can like try to do other things. But, um, this is particularly just trying to push through so many things is why I picked the topic that we're going to talk about today for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then what I'm drinking is 19 Crimes came out with a Cali Rosé. And I was like, well, it's Ooh. Snoop Dogg, so I have to do it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do it. I did it. <laughs> oh, it's Snoop again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a Rosé. It's not. It does taste like a Cali Rosé. <laughs> I will say that. Like, it's just the mix. I like a lot of, like, strawberry heavy rosés and this one is something else but it's okay it's easy drinking do they normally repeat people i don't think so plus i think this is their first rosé okay like, go ahead then i feel like Callie is getting them their coins from mm-hmm. uh, the non-whites <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so like, let's go ahead and continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what happened. So, what have you been up to? What have you been drinking? What have you been doing? Um, yeah. So, I know I've mentioned her before, um, Dionne Warwick on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I just, I cannot get enough of her. And now she's like, first of all, she's gotten really Twitter savvy. And I know that a lot of times it may not be her. It may be an assistant. Or she's, she had said that sometimes it's her niece. Mm-hmm. But she made like a one of those voice recordings. First of all, I love the sound of her speaking voice. Mm-hmm. And she just does everything right. So now she makes bios for people on Twitter. And she's like, it is my goal to take over Twitter by making everyone's bio. But this is what pisses me off when people ask her to make a bio. And of course, I go straight to their page to be sure that they changed their bio and they didn't. That's what pisses me off. Don't be taking up good sis time, okay? <laughs> she took her time out of her busy day, out of her Grammy award winning day. <laughs> to write you a bio and you don't even have the decency to switch your bio like no that's not cool right that's fair <laughs> the other thing that um i've been loving lately i'm sure you all can guess i've been having the time of my life laughing at the vaishan memes <laughs> first of all been said vision was fine okay i've been said he was fine as a matter of fact in one of my group chats i said would y'all let vision hit and i'm the only one that said i would that's fine (laughs) more for me (laughs) but i've been telling him he fine now not when he's like his white man self Uh uh-uh i don't like that Mm -hmm. i like him when he red ass vision he fine as fuck as red ass vision Give me that little sweater, though. I was like, okay, bitch. That's what did it for people. That's what got people. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, I saw it all along. (laughs) And I have one more thing. Listen, I've just been joining it up. I have one more thing. So, um, on Instagram, not Carlton Banks. (laughs) He's been doing these posts with these 90 hairstyles. I don't have time. <laughs> and every and everything he everything he says about it is so true. And even though I never wore I never had hard hair in the nineties. I, I couldn't do it. I got a updo one time and I didn't even get mine like super hard. And I ended up washing it down that same day. It got on my nerves. I wasn't cut for that lifestyle. Everybody not made for the hard hair lifestyle. I'm not. But I deeply regret not being able to do that many updos within my age span. <laughs> Why you regret it? <laughs> updos are the shit. I mean, yes, because now, I mean, I love updos now, and I liked updos then, but just not hard hair. I just couldn't do it. I loved no. it on other people. I couldn't do it. Um, but he has so many that are so funny, and they're so true. Like the last one I just saw. It was like, this is how you got off the church bus. <laughs> and the night is when you get to Six Flags. And everybody taking their scarf off. And it was like, yes, those church trips. Oh, my God. We would have our hair wrapped up. I had my hair cut. I, I cut my hair in a bob, like, mm, seventh grade? Mm-hmm. Seventh grade. Then by ninth grade, I cut it in a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. So my hair was cut pretty short by then. I would still have my scarf on. We would have those scarves on the whole trip. Then by the time we make it from Mississippi to whichever Six Flags we going to, we take them scars <laughs> off before you get off the bus. <laughs> it's just so accurate. And it's like, right. 
he's too young to be getting it on the nose like he's getting it. <laughs> There's a girl. I follow her both on Instagram and TikTok. And she does like just like how old, like, you know, like uncles, aunties. I think where I first saw her on TikTok was like when black people getting ready to leave the house. And like, <laughs> it was like a time, like 30 minutes, you just got up. <laughs> you know, 60 minutes, you had your foot in the car, but she ain't going nowhere. Like, and I was just like, it's so accurate. Like how, she must have been brought up around a, a lot of old people. Cause I'm like, how do you just know? Like, she's like, she just turned 21. And I'm like, He's just been brought up around a whole lot of old people. <laughs> I don't know where she's from, but she's clearly so. And I want to say I saw because I, I, I don't follow her on TikTok. I see her a lot on my for you page, but I do follow her on Twitter. And she's from somewhere like South Carolina. I can't remember where she's from, but she's definitely from the South because she has those little nuances, like perfect, yeah. like, her, like the mm-hmm. way she. Exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say, the way she do that, mm-hmm. and it's so, I mean, it's just, it's perfect, and when you see her, like, she reminds me of so many people in my family, mm-hmm. she just, she just has it, she just does it. Yeah, she, like I said, she must be, like, brought up around older Southern people, because I'm like, she's, she doesn't even have that many years in her life, and she's, she's already like that. No, she's young. <laughs> yeah. She's young. <laughs> I was saying, I said on Twitter, I was like, um, I don't want one of those kids. If I have a kid, I don't want one of those kids that's been here before. Because how am I supposed to discipline somebody else's matriarch? Like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> some of those kids are of, creepy. <laughs> listen, okay. Somebody, one of my like, nieces definitely has been here before, and I just be yeah. like, girl, you better go. Yeah, somebody <laughs> on Twitter was like, um. What'd she say? She said something like her daughter was like, I've been with you since the beginning. I was one of your eggs. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you know my eggs? <laughs> Listen, my mom told me one time, she was like, I was talking about my niece and how she says stuff like to the event of like she was my mom at one time or she was my aunt at one time and my mama said I used to say stuff like that to her she was like one day she was running my bath water and I told her I used to run your bath water when you was my little girl and she said and she said she just kind of looked at me and I was looking at her like (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that (laughs) I want you to be born yesterday and we gonna figure this shit out like I'm like that is wild (laughs) Uh, but anywho, tonight I'm drinking um, a gin sour. I think I've had one on the show before. Really, something just really easy when I didn't know what else to fix. Um, and it's literally just gin, a little lemon juice, um, a little simple syrup. I skipped the egg white because, again, I don't know how to do that and I'm scared. Um, and if you think I use real lemon juice, you dead wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just a real quick little something when I don't know what else to fix. Yeah. Um, I should be vaccinated by summer so I could come over and make you some something with egg whites. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay. So I don't have any reviews because I didn't look. So we can move along to our current events. <laughs> All right. And I know everybody on Twitter and all the social media has been talking about this, but, you know, 
We are the podcast with people, so of course we're going to talk about it. The royalty. So Mm. Harry and Meghan detailed their royal strike goals and their discussions about their child to suicidal thoughts and all of that through um, their interview with Oprah. Um, At first, I read a bunch of Twitter replies and I was like, oh my God, this is traumatic. I can't watch. But when I was actually watching it, like... I knew Megan felt a lot of pain from it, but I think she was in a bigger place than where she yeah. was when it all happened. So that made me feel better about it. Even Harry, I think they're both, even with their family, I think they're still somewhat of a better place than where it first started out. Um, it did give us a lot of context as to why they left the royal family. And um, lastly, my last point is that Oprah was so fucking dramatic <laughs> sometimes. I loved it. Sometimes she's you just like, gas to move back. <laughs> you know I saved so many memes. Because <laughs> I need those pics. Because Oprah had it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I watched it probably about an hour behind it when it actually aired because I was doing um, American Gods. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it mainly, like, I, I didn't really learn anything. It just kind of confirmed everything that we already knew. Mm-hmm. Um my heart went out to Megan though, like so deeply, um, just having to live in that situation. And I, I told one of my friends, I said, you know, I think as black women, we have all been through that mm-hmm. in the workplace, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was stuck there. You know, I had to be surrounded by white people all day at work and put up with all their micro and macro aggressions, but I get to go home to a black space Mm -hmm. or a loving space. Mm -hmm. And she didn't get that reprieve. Like it was 24 seven work and home. This is what she was surrounded by. And my heart also goes out to Harry because of course he can't help, but think about his mother and, you know, that's traumatizing enough for him to have to relive that. And for him to have to be put in a position where he has to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad that they made the choices that was best for them. Um, shout out to Tyler Perry. Say what you want to say about Tyler Perry, but he be coming <laughs> through, okay? He yeah. does so often. He does the right thing by us in so many different ways, and you never hear him talk about it. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't boast about it. He just does what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And for that, I appreciate Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, just all of it. It was, and it is weird for me as a darker girl who grew up in Mississippi. I always thought that like light skinned people had like all the perks. I'm like, she's damn near passing. I didn't even know she was black until I knew she was black. <laughs> so I'm like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, and so that was but like a moment with me to realize that like to some people, any amount of black is offensive and i think that that has a lot to do with who we are raised around Mm -hmm. because i've noticed often that you'll think somebody is white or mixed and i'm like no they're just black but that's the difference of who we've raised around because people in my family look like megan i'm dark in my family so i think that that you know it's just a part of the black experience is so multifaceted and it's not just one experience it's not just one shade or hue that's what makes us beautiful or whatever Mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, I wasn't surprised at all because to me, from the very beginning, it was weird to me that people were like, because you weren't the only one, people were like, oh, she's black? And I'm like, I'm looking at her. She look black. But, you know, like I said, she looks like people in my family who are black. Mm -hmm. So I think it is just, you know, a difference in what, who who we're around and what we experience. And even though those experiences are so different, I think this also drove home that a lot of those experiences are the same because yeah. at the end of the day, you black. Yeah. Most of my family is rather brown. I have two sisters. They're probably maybe your color. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, even like Rashida Jones, I could see it in her nose that she was black. Not Rashida Jones. Um, Maya Rudolph. Rashida Jones, I didn't know she was black. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, to me, I like, she, she doesn't look that dark. Why the fuck are y'all? But again, racism is racism. <laughs> people were saying, people were saying, like, how are they concerned with skin color when she's so fair and with this white man? Baby, genetics don't give a fuck. <laughs> because I know plenty of people who are like really fair skinned and both their parents are dark. And I know people who are dark and both their parents are fair. Mm-hmm. Like, Genetics will reach back and do all kinds of things mm-hmm. all the time. So, like, that doesn't matter at all. And they should know. They should know. They have raped and pillaged all of the black countries. Right. They should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm happy that they're somewhat moving to a better place. Um, I, I did like at the beginning of the episode, just so, just in case the tabloids wanted to talk, they're like, we're not doing this for any money. But I think it was, yeah. they're in a safe space because we as Americans love them. And I'm glad that they're gone from the fuck Asperger's. And um, I just want them to brush their teeth and mind their business. I don't, you know, and I was trying to find, um, so I could quote it exactly what um, the message here it is, the message that was released mm-hmm. from the palace. Mm. <laughs> saying that, that the shit. whole family is saddened <laughs> to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much be much loved family members. Now... Mm. <laughs> that fucking some recollections may vary mm-hmm. <laughs> I am glad that they have removed themselves because it's going to be what it's going to be over there mm-hmm. it's going to be what it's going to be at that palace mm-hmm. um, Harry went out of so so who do you think questioned the baby's skin color who do you think did it uh, Harry's dad I I think so too. At first I was like, it was probably William old bald headed ass. <laughs> but then um after listening to several people give their reasons for why it was probably Charles, I was like, mm, you know what? You're probably right. It mm-hmm. was probably Charles. Yeah. I like the way that Harry um I, not I like the way, but because they knew we were gonna be speculating, I appreciate him going out of his way to say it was not my grandmother and it was not my grandfather. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because I was like, I didn't want to have to like strongly dislike the queen. They, they she still could have like picked a side, and she didn't. But um, yeah, I was I was glad that she wasn't the main 
arbitrary yeah. racism, and it just seems like his dad was that shit. And it feels like it feels like Kate is probably like super jealous because it seems like it seems like the queen embraced Megan right away, and I don't mm-hmm. think Kate got that. As a matter of fact, I remember when he was dating Kate that the queen was concerned about her being a virgin because he's supposed to marry a virgin. Like I remember all of that, mm-hmm. and so I think Kate fell under a lot of scrutiny, and I think she was jealous. And girl, too bad, so sad. Like yeah, yeah. Part of it is I feel like the tabloids has exacerbated their relationships to some extent. And Megan really doesn't try to pay that attention, but somehow it has exacerbated their relationship. I don't think they're like real cute sister-in-laws, but at least I appreciate that like, even though they weren't willing to speak out about the, you know, flower girl dress drama, I'm happy that Megan was like, okay, it was the other way, but she apologized and we cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can, I can appreciate that, but still that sentiment of you won't even speak out with the truth yeah, to vindicate me. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. You go to bat for everybody else in this family. You have a, you have a media team that's only purpose is to direct how you're portrayed and you won't give me any of that. Like that is. That is something, and and like you said, I can appreciate Kate for doing the right thing and apologizing, but that's fucked up that she didn't step Speak forward out. and say something else. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you're not gonna get any cookies from me. Yeah, I like to think that people can change, but um, we definitely saw within this yeah. institution that change yeah. is hard to come by. I think I think that's good to feel like people can change. Um, mm-hmm. I want to always hold on to that, but at the same time, let's we're not gonna be fools about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's good to feel like people can change, and I hope that one day they are able to reconcile everything because that's his family. Yeah, yeah. They can receive the Christmas card. Anyways, I'm Patty. <laughs> so. <sighs> I, oh, that, and I was excited about them having a baby girl, and I was excited about their excitement. <laughs> yeah, and then she she was all cute with her belly, and then she had on heels, and I'm like, how you got out pointy toe heels that Listen, pregnant? <laughs> every, time, every time I see a, a woman, a pregnant woman in heels, I remember Beyonce saying that she will never do that again. <laughs> if she ever gets pregnant again, she will never feel like she has to wear heels all the time again. <laughs> uh. I ain't wear heels now because my feet are already wide. Okay. Y'all expect me to wear it in a pregnancy? Girl. Girl. If I wear heels, it's because I know I'm walking in and sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that regularly. This is my last comment um, with Kamala Harris. I'm like, I bet you she got some good soft shoes in inside her office. Mm. I hope she does. Some of those isotoners. <laughs> <laughs> Something with some memory foam in it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Burger King. Again, people in UK fucking up. So, Burger King, <laughs> yesterday was International Women's Day, and they thought they were going to do, like, something cute. First of all, if you think about how Instagram, not Instagram, Twitter's algorithm works, it will show your tweet with no context around it. <laughs> and so Burger King started off with saying, women belong in the kitchen. 
Now, if they did follow up and say, and this was actually when the internet had already started dragging them, and they said, if they want to, of course, yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career, hashtag IWD. Now, if you wanted that to be one cohesive message, which they didn't seem like they did, um, they they should have put it in one tweet. (laughs) And so for that to happen at 1 o'clock a.m., which, again, British timing, they said women belong in the kitchen. And and they said a quick after, so 1 o'clock a.m. still, they did the if they want to, of course. But again, the way the algorithms work, most people were just going to see that fuck-ass Twitter tweet because people liked it, retweeted it, and all this other shit. They weren't going to see the replies. So, <laughs> And that's just like, so many, so many scenarios brings me back to the same question. Where were your friends? <laughs> like, where were the other people? Somebody somewhere in this group, on this team, mm. had to know. Had to know that this is not a good look. Or even know, like you said, how the algorithm works. Like, yeah, somebody had to know. Nobody they, tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, this might not be the best idea. So the tough thing about it with advertising is that it is a very monogamous field. And so sometimes we, we come up with ideas and we have the full context of the ideas. So it makes sense to us. And the clients are like, oh, yeah, that's super cool. What I would have done is I would have created an image that said women belong in the kitchen and then put it with the second message that said if they want to, of course, yes, only 20%. And that way it all puts it puts it all together. But for them to put women belong in the kitchen by itself with no meaning, like if you can look at that tweet and not get any context of what they're talking about, yeah. Mm. But that just ugh. first of all, it's Burger King in UK. Second of all, the people who eat Burger King probably don't have standards, anyways, and so they're still going to listen. Continue. I <laughs> Burger King fries, okay? Uh, yes, they're fries. Burger King but fries anything else are they cooked- have to eat. Burger, no. you, if you are on a gluten-free diet, you can eat Burger King fries. Not that they are gluten-free, but I think that they are, um, it's just not as much or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Somebody explained it to me. I don't remember. Their fries are good. I do like their fries. I and agree. there was a time in my life where I used to like a Junior Whopper. I mean, I've grown yeah. out of that now. <laughs> I, I like their fries. <laughs> Anyways, uh, more fuckery ensues because that's how I am. Um, So let's talk about Atlanta All-Star Weekend. (laughs) First of all, there's a whole bunch of Instagram models that had to stay in U-Hauls and in their own cars because they couldn't find nowhere to stay because it's a whole panoramic and there's limited capacity (laughs) in hotels. (laughs) So let's start there. Then there's this Instagram model... Yeah, I see the stallion. I don't remember her name. Anyway, so she said she went to Atlanta for All-Star Weekend with $400 only booked one way because she was waiting on her unemployment to get her pay back. So she was saying, please, anything will help. First of all, I'm like, if you went to Atlanta, you went there to hoe. And 
somebody said they were like at least forty dollars is the going rate like they didn't pay you <laughs> like you can't get back <laughs> wait wait first of all <laughs> we went to all-star weekend the last time it was at Le- in atlanta which i think mm-hmm. was like 2001 2002 somewhere around in there we weren't mm-hmm. going to hoe <laughs> we was going to have a good time <laughs> my yeah. god yeah if I went, I was going to hoe. <laughs> we had a good time. And we, I mean, first, we were undergrads, college students. So mm-hmm. it's not like we had a bunch of money. So, of course, we got, like, maybe a couple of rooms and piled up in those rooms. And, I mean, because, honestly, you partying the whole time anyway. You only needed a place to change. <laughs> maybe catch a little sleep before you get back on the road. But, yeah, we had a great time. And, Seeing these people, I was when I saw that story, I was like, "Girl, you couldn't get no friends to go in with you, so mm-hmm. you wouldn't get stranded." Like mm-hmm. y'all, y'all's failure to plan never surprises me. Yeah. Never. <laughs> it was, and from some of the articles I read, they said that it was a scam, and that she had never even been to Atlanta. Mm, probably was. Yeah. And like somebody like gave her like five hundred dollars with like broke ass, and I was like, but other people gave her like five dollars with like broke ass. <laughs> I understand five dollars. I don't understand five hundred. But she's not a, the only one. There's a lot of people that were like, "Hey, I'm stuck in Atlanta with no way home." And I'm like, "How did you get to Atlanta? I didn't get you I there." Because <laughs> you went all the way to Atlanta, or you went anywhere without mm-hmm. knowing how you're going to get back home. Like, I just refuse to believe right. it. My anxiety is not set up that way. But, yeah. I know that's so. real. Foolery. Yeah, I think there was some another story with, like, I think they said, like, 20 Instagram models in one hotel room. And I'm like, I mean, now that is a bit much. <laughs> that right. is a bit much. Right, I was just like... In one room? You you can't even take a hot your ass ain't clean. You cannot take a hot shower. It's no hot water. It's it stresses none. me out to be like an Airbnb with my line sister because first of all they all gonna be in the mirror. I ain't never gonna get time. <laughs> so oh, I can't I, imagine being there with twenty Instagram models. <laughs> I am the master of finding me a spot in a corner, my own little spot. And I will have a, my own mirror, even if it's just a compact mirror, but I will figure it out. I will bring my own mirror, have my own little spot in a corner. And then once I'm all done, then I'll get up and just glance at me in a big mirror. But yes, I'm the master of finding my own little spot because like you said, everybody's going to be fighting over the big mirrors, fighting over the vanity. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Y'all had it. I find my own little spot and I get ready right here. <laughs> I'm the master at it. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, you know, now that I have given y'all all the negative news, I am here for the positive news. Uh, it is Women's History Month, so hurrah Yay. for women. Um, <laughs> and so the next two stories are definitely, uh, or maybe three stories. Anyways, the next few stories are definitely about women doing dope shit. So, first of all, HCV is adding this black sister duo to their lineup. And Exa Nicole says, yes. And I agree because I love me some HTTV. Mm-hmm. I used to be really into the uh, flip for flop with a black couple. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see um, both of the black women yeah. doing their own show. I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> 
So. I just, I'm just always like, those couples on HGTV, <laughs> they're always like, the woman is like, oh, I sell pencils for a living. And the guy is like, oh, I give free karate lessons. Our budget is $50,000 million. <laughs> yeah. It's always something ridiculous. And I'm like, like what are you doing? I'm always hey. like, gosh, these people, better, better money managers than I. Right. Right. As somebody who's trying to buy a house this year. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the NFL named Maya Chaka as the first black female official. Go, girl. And I am so excited for her. Um, Let me give a round of applause for all of these black women. All of them doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, so she has worked, you know, at the collegiate level and worked her way up. But, um, of course, you know... <laughs> In March, that's when people want to do stuff for women. So then NFL <laughs> officials, uh, senior executive vice president was like, as we celebrate Women's History Month, Maya is a trailblazer, as the first black female official and inspires us towards normalizing women on the football field. And I'm like, did y'all really wait to hire her in March for this? <laughs> but alas. Um, but, you know, just excited for her. Um and hopefully she does lead the way to more women who, you know, women know our shit. And we know football, especially coming from the South. <laughs> and so, Pretty much. You know, I, I don't really want to be an official. Just let me in the locker rooms. See, you so fast. Get your fast too Get your fast too <laughs> just saying. Um, <laughs> I tweeted earlier today. I was like, I'm gonna start calling Dorian Blanche. <laughs> I, you know, I have like several things in my in my home that say uh, Blanche in the sheets, Dorothy on the streets. <laughs> because that is you. That is definitely you. But no, I was tweeting earlier today. I was like, um, my job's letting me go to Nesby conference, and I'm like, let me get cute so I can find somebody with some, you know. Income potential. Nesby's <laughs> <laughs> National Society of Black Engineers. So, <laughs> income potential. Yeah, I, I know what it stands for, but I also know that there's somebody named. He watched one division without me. <laughs> Point made. <laughs> Valid. Valid. The finale. Like, he could have watched another episode without me. I would be, like, less mad. But the finale, you gonna watch that without me? You're right. You're right. I, I don't know what I was thinking. You're right. <laughs> okay. So, lastly, it's Florida Women's History Month. <laughs> I had decided that. So... This Florida woman, she was actually in Louisiana at a truck stop petting zoo. And um, her dog had gotten under the enclosure, so then she had to go get her dog. I totally get this now that I have a dog, because I'd be like, yeah, you ain't about to run up on Roxy. (laughs) But the camel, Casper, came and sat on her, so... She bit the <laughs> the testicles of the camel so he would get up off of her. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it made sense to me. <laughs> I mean, when I first saw the headline, I was like, the fuck? But then when you learned that the camel is sitting on her, I mean, yeah. what other recourse did she have? 
Yeah, she didn't do it for funsies. Like, I don't think anybody's like, ooh, let me gargle a camel's balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know? She was just making sure. Teabagging. <laughs> that's like, oh, God. that's not even teabagging. That's like a whole, like, gallon gar- grocery bag. Oh, you're like right. Garbage right. bagging. <laughs> But anyways, she oh, had to get her, her baby and get out from under the camel. And so oh, she God. was fine. And the camel was fine. And then she ended up being cited for leash law violation. And I mean, that's fair. But I, she did what she had to do. <laughs> right. Alrighty. So mm-hmm. we're going to take a little break. And we will be right back. All right. And now we're just going to move right on along to our Someone Something. Someone Something. <laughs> Alrighty. So um, basically our Someone Something and our Poor Light Decision is kind of the same thing. So basically our Someone Something is about centering the topic around Black women and what we need. And then our our poor life decision is about radical self-care and we'll talk about that further so um we're talking about you know uh the writer was about a self affirm i'll read things correctly anyways (laughs) she's a firm believer of self-care saturdays and sundays should be abolished (laughs) because her needs aren't defined by what day of the week it is um but she gets it in the goal to emphasize check-ins with you. So we're just going to talk about nine things we can do as black women to affirm our radical self-care. First thing is making difficult decisions. Um, someone once told her that happiness isn't a destination that you find yourself at. It's a series of choices. It's those things you don't notice getting up earlier, <sighs> saying no, leaving your ex on red, setting a budget, that ultimately helps you create a life for yourself that you love. So I must admit, when I saw number one was making difficult decisions, <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't sound like self-care. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like torture. <laughs> and like, I keep trying to remind myself that to get where I've never been, I have to do things I haven't did before. And so... That's what makes a decision difficult. <laughs> it's just that, like, it's setting a budget is not fun. Not spending all my money on Amazon is not enjoyable. But it's going to get me to a place where I want to be in the future. So it is a difficult decision in the moment. But at the end of the day, yeah. you'll, you'll look back and be happy that you did it. Yeah. The next one was owning when you need me time. So most black women um, are always there for where what being there for everyone is a badge of honor and it's fucking exhausting. And so and I think a lot of times we were raised by mothers and grandmothers who also were there for everyone. And we kind of think that, you know, that's how we get loved. And... It's not true. Sometimes you do have to take that time for you. And we'll talk about that further in the next episode. I mean, next topic. But, like, as black women, being brave enough to be like, no, I can't do that. 
I need time for me is a really big thing, but it is radical yeah. for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this whole um, podcast topic with our someone something is just rude as hell. I'm just telling y'all now. <laughs> but it's going to be okay. But it's going to be hard. <laughs> but it's going to be okay. Next one is doing your laundry before your hamper overflows. And I'm like, I, I live by myself. And so, like, what am I doing laundry every week for? Like, when it's like, at best seven articles of clothing <laughs> 14 articles whatever. i mean i do laundry a lot now just because i have a new washing dryer and the novelty hasn't worn off yet but mm-hmm. <laughs> when i get tired of the nudeness like i'm gonna go back to my doing laundry about every two weeks or when I run out of panties, and I got a lot of panties, so they take a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, but I used to do laundry a lot. Mm. Like, I, and I used to say, why am I doing so much laundry for someone who lives alone? Like, it's like that's all I do is do is laundry. Mm-hmm. To be fair. I, I do change clothes a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Well, with this weather... I wear probably two sets of clothing per day, but I don't wear it all day, so I don't feel the need to launder them all. <laughs> but because, you know, it's like colder in the mornings and then in the evenings yeah. it's hot. <laughs> so, yeah. If you see me in the also, tank top that, that you saw I'm... me in yesterday, mind your business. <laughs> now that I'm back in the office versus mm-hmm. when we were working from home, that makes a difference, too. Because I have clothes I wear to work. And then when Mm -hmm. I come home, I change and I'm in a different set of clothes. Mm -hmm. And then I change for bed, you know, so that does create more laundry. But when I was working from home, (laughs) mind your business. Right. Uh, Next one was drinking tea while it's hot. And I'm like, again, the abuse. Like, you want my whole turn to be burnt? (laughs) (laughs) But what she was saying is, raise your hand if you made tea, sat it down to take care of a million other things, and by the time you picked it up, it was cold. She said we all virtually raised our hands. But no, I need my tea to sit out for a second so I don't burn my tongue. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have that problem. But also, when I make tea, I, I'm i making it because I'm about to sit down and enjoy it. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. it's not, yeah, so I don't have that problem. No, it's I still make hot it when I get ready to drink it. And it needs to sit for like 10 minutes. And 10? Like, yeah, I don't want it to do I'm also one of those people who doesn't really, I don't want my food piping hot, so... I uh, under microwave my food so that it's not burning my tongue. <laughs> yeah, I like for it to be dangerous. <laughs> this next one is um. Say it out loud, boy. <laughs> Come on. Say it out loud, boy. <laughs> All right, going to therapy. <laughs> She says, therapy isn't free, but for black women, it's essential. The weight that we carry around in this world mentally and emotionally deserves release, and we need to normalize prioritizing our budget for it. 
My copay has become my happiest weekly expense because the time on the couch will benefit me for years to come. Amen. Amen. Next up, clearing out unread emails. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing that hits me deep in my heart. Um, Listen, I I will delete an email with the the quickness without reading it. Yeah, and sometimes, like, when my emails get too high, unread emails, I, I feel un- unsettled as a human. Because mm-hmm. I just don't like... Me too. it's just going to get worse the next day. Yeah. But answering unread emails, cleaning out spam... I don't know why I should say answering, because who answers this? <laughs> um, has become my new favorite pastime. Having tons of people awaiting my response can trigger anxiety. So taking the time to assess my priorities and what I can or can't say yes to is paramount to my organization routine. Um, if I don't check my email in a day, I'll probably get like two to two fifty <laughs> emails, and most of those don't actually require answer. I mean, maybe five to ten, maybe five require answer. Most people are trying to sell me shit. So, <laughs> so this is why I love using a third party app when it comes to emails. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, so right now I use Spark. Um, I can't remember the name of the one I was using before Spark because this gen has me warm. Okay. <laughs> but the one I was using before Spark, I really, really liked it. And then it just, they, they did away with it, whatever. So now I use Spark and I like it because it pretty much sorts everything out for me. So I know like what's in the people tab is probably stuff that I need to read because I probably do need to respond. Mm-hmm. Newsletter is probably not, but sometimes important stuff does end up in the newsletter section. And then the other ones, it's just I do a mass delete. Because I don't need, like, I, I just appreciate them going and shuffling through for me so I don't have to. And, like, I, I using a third-party app for emails is a must for me. Yeah. I okay. I actually prefer, for my Google, I like to just have one tab. And I just select unread and unselect the ones that I want to actually pay attention to and delete the rest. So, um having several tabs really stresses me out but it's whatever works for each person (laughs) spend time with doyen okay that's not what it said (laughs) but (laughs) it says spend time with your best friend as crazy as um, your schedule can get make it a point at least once a month to make time to hang out with your best friend that sounds like a lot maybe i could just text them I don't know. <laughs> but also, like, my best friends. One is, if I don't take the toll away, about an hour away. The other one's on the East Coast. So, I don't, yeah, I don't physically have any, see any, them much. <laughs> I don't really have any people that I would consider friends that live mm-hmm. close to me. Yeah. I mean, like, thankfully, I live relatively close to, like, my family and my because y'all always hear me talk y'all always hear me talk about hanging out with my cousin so I'm thankful for that but like Mm -hmm. my I don't have any friends that really live near me so yeah yeah I mean I have a friend that lives down the street from me and I'll probably see her Friday and stuff like that so I have people I do spend time with and even then it's a burden sometimes because I'm just like I know they want to see me and so I should be seen (laughs) but like I make friends with people at work but there was this tweet 
or meme or something a long time ago that was like, you know, work will have you being like 23 and you best friends with a 56 year old. And it's like, that is so true because all of my, all of my friends at work are like older. They have families. They can't just up and do when I want to up and do or hang out when I want to hang out. And there's so many like parameters around it that it's just, yeah. So I just don't have a lot of friends that live near me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, Put it aside and say, send memes to your friends. Because <laughs> that's self-care for me. I just... <laughs> makes yes. me good, feel good. Anyways. Yes. Uh, yes. And then, next one was twerk lessons via YouTube. I have no problems with this. Um, I c- can't dance, but... <laughs> I, can I cannot YouTube dance. at home and nobody sees it and it's good. Listen, I cannot dance, but it has never stopped me. (laughs) I'm going to let the music use this body. (laughs) (laughs) And then lastly, watch your favorite show, which I think we're really, really good at that in the pandemic. Uh, In fact, we just keep finding new shows and new shows. And then we still go back to um, the old faithfuls. I started living single. From the beginning, we are last night, hey, yeah. single, and especially when I'm stressed and I don't really want to think about anything, Parks and Rec never disappoints. I'm gonna go back to Parks and Rec Parks every and single Rick. time. <laughs> Parks and Rec for you is like Will and Grace for me. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, I bought a little Karen pop toy. I said I was gonna stop buying pop toys, but I definitely bought a Karen. <laughs> So. Karen is everything. She's yeah. everything. I'm, I'm gonna text my coworkers. I'm like, this is my assistant. Please contact her if you need anything from me. <laughs> of Parks and Rec. Um, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week that I had a well week before last. I think when I had a pretty shitty week. Whenever it was, um, I ended up buying uh the movie Baby Mama. <laughs> I love that movie because I love that movie. <laughs> So now it's in my arsenal as a go-to when I'm having a bad day. Like, right now, the movies I watch mostly when I'm having a bad day are um, Devil Wears Prada. And Mm. I like watching Live from Roseland. Um, I really like watching Live from Roseland, but sometimes that makes me cry. So it just kind of depends. Yeah. (laughs) I love anything with Katherine Heigl in it. Really? Yeah, I I love all of her movies. Twenty Seven Dresses is probably the top, but I watch. I don't know with her why. Like I am not a big fan of hers. I liked. Uh, is it Knocked Up? Yeah, I like uh, Knocked yeah. Up too. Um, I bought Knocked Up. Um, I bought that. I bought a. I bought that as a DVD though, so I you can't watch it now. But um. Yeah. Also, Bridesmaids is important. <laughs> I watch Bridesmaids way more than Yes, I do anyone. like Bridesmaids. <laughs> I do like Bridesmaids. I watch it every time it's on television. I should probably buy it. <laughs> yeah. Also, all of the Harry Potter movies are currently on Paramount+. Plus. Listen, it ain't a weekend if it's not a Harry Potter marathon on. <laughs> I get pissed when I can't find a Harry Potter marathon. And it's actually very rare that you can't find one on the weekend. But if I yeah. can't find one, I am pissed because this ain't right. This ain't yeah. right. 
They're also and, on HBO Max, so you can just watch them whenever you get ready. But yeah. still, I need the marathon to be on television. Yeah, I. it is a long-ass movie, so I had to be mentally prepared to sit down for that time. Oh, but I also, don't even... I don't even, like, have to sit there. I mean, I just need it on. I'm going yeah. to take a nap. I'm going to get up and <laughs> do some other things. Like, I don't even care. I just need to know that there's a Harry Potter marathon on. Yeah. I, right now, Sorcerer's Stone is my favorite because I've read the book lately. And so I can, like, differentiate between, like, the book and the movie. But I got to finish the rest of the books, so. No, I only, like, I... I mean, I like all the movies, but my favorites are after Scabbers because, <laughs> of course, I cannot deal with yeah, Scabbers. Do it. <laughs> so, it's after Scabbers becomes what's his name, and that's when I like them again. <laughs> oh, I will send you a quiz on YouTube that shows you your percentages Uh-oh. of your Harry Potter houses. I will tell you, I took it three times before it was right. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, okay. Remember, you told me about the Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. And you told me about the one that was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And shit. I forgot who I was. Damn it. I think I, mine but was I, But like... I also took the one for Harry Potter. And mm-hmm. I was Dumbledore. And even though that really kind of ticked me off, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but... Damn it, who was I for Star Wars? I cannot remember. And it was somebody that I was like, oh, okay. Dang. Mine was like something or Jar Jar Binks, and I was like, fuck y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> hell no. I'm offended for you. My ENFP is you. Ron Weasley, which <laughs> I have mixed feelings about the three, but that's a whole other life Man, okay so i forgot who i was in star wars now this is gonna really bother me anyway i'll figure it out I'll let you know later <laughs> okay so we're gonna move on to our poor life decision radical self-care <laughs> okay the remix so, this is the health secret you can't buy in a bottle this is especially specific to women <laughs> and how we have just created identity around being there for everyone to the point where it's draining us. So, um, the author starts off with saying that um, she says we always overuse this and it's a metaphor that would benefit most women, but we typically, and we've heard it in airplanes, but we still don't take it to heart. In case of emergency, secure your own oxygen mask before helping others. I know it is hard because it feels like you're prioritizing yourself, but that's what you need to do. (laughs) Uh, So many of the women that come to this person, um, they're already living in a state of emergency. Some even call it that. Um, Some say um, they're at the end of their rope. They're running on empty. They're living on fumes. They're exhausted. They can't do it all anymore. But they keep on keeping on. Pushing past the end of their limits. Chris, how do you feel about (laughs) the state? (laughs) I mean, I think that that's like kind of how all of us operate. Mm -hmm. And like you said before, just kind of how we were raised, like there is no limit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you got to show up. You got to be there. You got to do this. And I remember, like, having a really hard time managing with some things kind of early in life. Mm-hmm. And Granny being like, well, what's wrong with you? Well, the time I was your age, I had a crazy husband and kids and blah, 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 blah. Like, just, mm-hmm. and I, and that made me feel like, well, damn, something is wrong. I mean, of course, later on, once she saw the toll that things really were taking on me, she was like, oh, no, you need to get some help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, just that the limit, the limit does not exist. Yeah. And I, mean, mean Girls is another movie that I really like. It's really <laughs> important. Um, so like, so mid February was a winter storm. I was outside of my home for two weeks. I moved to my new home. I got my COVID vaccine, and then allergies kicked my ass for a week. I was sick. Like I, I like to call it COVID nineteen. That's what I got. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt and so this week I'm starting to feel like okay at least I'm physically well but work is crazy and my apartment is still full of boxes and it's like I don't want to melt I want to not do anything I want to sit in a corner and cry but I don't have time <laughs> because shit has to get done yeah and I think we talked about that before how like you have the makeup to where you will push through Whereas I will just stop, drop, and cry. <laughs> yeah. I'm like waiting for when I can cry. Like, uh, it's going to be like sometime during May, I'm going to be able to have a whole meltdown. It's going to be great. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so she she talks about, you know, how we do push to the point of burnout. But also, like, nobody really caused their own burnout or you know autoimmune disease which is what she speaks about um she speaks about adrenal failure and things like that but we live in a culture that is mugging us your money or your life is sort of a stick up you're sold on needing to have more do more be more and we're living in a time of collective and individual insecurity (coughs) that creates very real instability and drives primal fear so um if you've heard of the maslow hierarchy you're familiar that not having basic needs met can also drive our behaviors so we push to do more save more accomplish more in an endless quest for more security we treat ourselves as if we um we're jesus's proverbial loaf of bread where we can keep breaking pieces off and feeding others and the whole loaf will always be there and that's not the truth so, um, without pr- replenishing our energy and our resources, we end up in survival overdrives, overdrive syndrome. With this can come a host of symptoms that she describes as Hashimoto's, but I don't know what that is. Fatigue, sleep problems, anxiety, depression, and so much more, which is all of what we have here on More Life Decision. <laughs> but, um... So part of it also the issue is the measure of success. And what happens is a lot of times she speaks about like in the past oh no, we'll we'll get that in a second. So let's talk about what is radical self care. The root the word radical means root. And when she uses the term here, she's talking about returning to our root. 
And so as children, we were delighted or we fully rejected the taste of our food. The feel of the wind in our hair as it went up and down a swing, the spray of cold water. Just like, it didn't take much to delight us as kids, but it was just an experience. And we enjoyed the experiences that we had. Or we hated them. Like peace. I still hate peace. <laughs> but, um, a lot of people that she saw can't even remember what their last meal tastes like because a lot of times we're eating over our keyboard while working or while driving or while doing something else to the point where like we it's really hard to remember the last time they had fun uh and that's one thing i do love about the beginning of our podcast is we talk about one thing we truly delight in and that's just a a light way of practicing gratitude and so like even if you're not ready if you're in a bad mood and you don't want to say i'm grateful for saying that i found joy in is pretty close you know but the notion of radical self-care is a practice built on the fundamental beliefs that you belong on this planet and that you are a precious resource that you have a right to health and peace of mind and that the whole world is better for you having it. I'm going to say this again because I need y'all to hear this. <laughs> Put that phone down. Put that, you know, you know, plates down while you're watching, while you listen to podcasts. I want you to know that radical self-care is a practice built on the fundamental beliefs that you belong on this planet, that you are a precious resource, that you have a right to health and peace of mind, and that the whole world is better for you having it. That's right. And I'm going to get off my pulpit now. (laughs) Okay, so next up, we're going to talk about how you measure success. And is it worth it? Uh, Before we get too much further into radical self-care, we want to explore an important question, which is, what is success to you? Chris, do you want to tell us what is success to you? Well, that's a big question to be put on the spot. (laughs) Okay, I can start with what her success is, and we can talk past that. Is that okay? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a definition for what success is, but I do feel like what it, what success is varies for different people, mm-hmm. and I feel like whatever your measure of success is, that's for you, and that's great, and you need to stay within your own definition. Don't worry about what someone else is doing or how that makes you, you know, feel. You don't have to do the same thing. So, for example, I feel like for someone who may have particular struggles, if you are working a fast food job and you are taking care of your family and you are providing for your family and you are satisfied in what you are doing, that is a level of success and that is perfectly okay because you have met your definition of success. For some people, holding a job, period, is a level of success. Mm-hmm. And I think it's shitty when other people crap on what someone else's level of success is. So I don't have like a a standard definition. I just feel like it varies from person to person, circumstance to circumstance. Yeah. So I think... Knowing what success means to you and then knowing how that both negatively and positively affects you 
is just one of the greatest things you can ever know. So the author is talking about she's highly creative, highly productive, and she has an intense drive to drive a legacy and leave her her family with a healthy financial legacy. She grew up low income, so she's a stranger to not having, and she didn't like it. So success includes productivity, earning, and achievement so that she can have the money so that she can build the things. Um, My family was not low income, but it was a lot of us there. And so a lot of the things that I drive myself towards is having the things that like everybody says is a success, like having a home, having a husband and 2.5 kids, even though I don't want any of that. I just want a home right now. (laughs) And still, that's like a big financial endeavor. Like people never, most people don't realize how big of an endeavor that truly is. Um, unless they really do the research and stuff like that. So just thinking about, you know, buying a home, like a lot of times we thought about the, you know, down payment, but it's not just the down payment, it's the closing costs, it's the escrow. And it's like, wow, yeah, I really want me to have all this money. How? And I'm supposed to be affording to live right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's, you know, right now that's, that's a, uh, shortish longish term um former success for me but um they also talk about like recent survey people say that in order to have a healthy life you need healthiness personal freedom healthy family life physical health and mental health but in actuality none of us are actually (laughs) running after that most days (laughs) we're again running for things like you know financial health and security and you know things like that where Mm -hmm. what we say we want is cannot be any further from what we're actually pushing towards so while most of us say that these are important to us we're actually not living that reality instead we're living a lot of our lives um as her grandma would say like a chicken without a head which is truly the ethos of my life. (laughs) So we're going to talk about how we can embrace radical self-care as a practice. So first of all is it requires body awareness. Um, And so just listening to your body's language is a great way to stop ourselves from burning out. So they say... To start, set a timer for three minutes. And I will say before we start this, that like living slow is so hard in a fast paced world. So this is why radical self-care is hard because these things are intentional and they're slow and they're beneficial, but it's not what we're used to doing for our, our happiness and our, you know, joy. So in order to listen to your body intelligence, here are the steps. Set a timer for three minutes. Sit upright in a chair or lay on a comfortable surface, preferably when you're not sleepy. (laughs) Close your eyes and breathe regularly at first, then more slowly and deeply for eight breaths. Now deepen your breath. Let your breath wander throughout your body to anywhere that feels tight, blocked, or stuck. Use your breath to imagine massaging out that tension or releasing the blockage. 
Is there anything in your life that you associate with the tension you're holding? Let the answer rise to the surface and just listen. Now ask your body if there's anything you need to know. Listen for the answer. In order to pay more attention to how you want to feel and how you do feel, you have to make it a habit to hit the pause button. So that's pretty much what we've said a thousand times in this show. It's just being present. That that was a rundown of how to stop and be present. Yeah. Um. So when they say giving yourself permission to pause, the thing that I cut out of this, this is a long article, so y'all are going to want to read this <laughs> on your own, but getting good at giving yourself permission to pause is the secret sauce to overcoming overwhelm for living life with your gangs, gas tank full, not constantly hovering at or below empty. And so that is hard when you know that your brain is constantly adding to your to-do list. <laughs> but like give yourself, you know, it's that whole list was three minutes. Like your whole day will not be derailed if you spend three minutes checking in with yourself. Yeah. So Give yourself permission to pause by committing at least 15 minutes every day, a longer stretch of one to four hours each week, and one full day a month of non-negotiable downtime and personal self-care. So for me, um, some of the things that I consider in my permission to pause list is reading a book. (laughs) And I reading a book that I enjoy <laughs> and that, that is something that I can effortlessly do things that take a little bit or taking a bath I really enjoy taking baths and I with my sinus issues I found the Vicks like bath salts <laughs> so I can breathe <laughs> uh, another thing is um journaling journaling is it's a little hard for me because, again, it's hard for me to pause. But that's the thing that I know that if I sat down and processed my emotions, I'd probably be a lot better person and less emotionally constipated. What are some other um, things that you would consider on your pause list? Well, I'm wondering if it feels like a requirement, then is it a pause? Like... So pausing to read a book, sure. But if I'm trying to read a book that I haven't started yet, that we have a date coming up for our book club, (laughs) like (laughs) that feels like a requirement and it feels like something else I've got to do. It doesn't feel like a pause. Whereas taking a bath feels like a pause. Um, There was one time in my life when writing in a journal was very much so a pause because I used to thoroughly enjoy it. Um, But now I've gotten away from it. And so it's like, I'm having to make myself do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know, but um, they did list some uh, listening to music, which is a very dangerous pause for me because (laughs) I can pause to listen to music and that will literally take a couple of hours and now it is one or two o'clock in the morning and I should have been asleep. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think 
generally like some pauses take more effort than others um again when this whole snow apocalypse happened i started crocheting again because it was just you know something that didn't require a lot out of me and i could do in like i'm not done with the blanket the blanket that pause seems forceful because i'm like I have a lot more work to do to finish it, but yeah. in the time being, it was a pause from feeling like I was doing something that was expected to me of me because nobody expects me to crochet. It's not my job. <laughs> Same yeah. thing with the book. I like, like I know with our book club, yeah, that book is an expectation, and that doesn't feel as much as like a pause but then i'll go read my sex with presidents book and i'm really interested in it and that's a pause right (laughs) that's a pause i just feel like something that feels like a requirement i just don't take that as a pause and so i just think that like i think this list is great to give people ideas Mm -hmm. but i don't think what one person considers a pause the next person is because I I know plenty of women, plenty of my friends who are like, oh, I just need to go get my hair done, have some me time. Let me tell you, I hate going to get my hair done. I -hmm. hate going to get my nails done. I hate going to get a pedicure. I hate all those things because it feels like just another thing on a list of to do's. Mm -hmm. And so it just is. I hate it. It, That's not a pause for me. That's not relaxing for me. That's not me time for me. Again, I will go back to the bath because I really love the bath because there's no expectations of me there. And it's just me and this warm water and all this crap that I've put in this water. And I'm usually watching something frivolous on my iPad or I'm reading something that I want to read. And I just Mm -hmm. think a pause should be something that help us reset. So I think that I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't, want listeners to feel pressured to make something a pause like no girl if it doesn't feel like a pause to you then it's not a pause yeah yeah um the next main notion is self-care is not selfish and no, again no 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 <laughs> especially as black women um our mothers mm-hmm. and grandmothers were such giving beings that mm-hmm. they didn't take time to take care of themselves and they didn't teach us to take time to take care of ourselves. And so it really, um, it goes back to the mask thing. Like we cannot save other people if we don't have anything in ourselves. That's right. That's it. Uh, and of course, people always know self-care improves performance. So It really does. It's so weird how we say that. Like, I can say that to other people, but Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to receive that ourselves. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a whole... The guy, the beautiful guy with the hair on TikTok. (laughs) And he's always, like, speaking words that, like, we accept for other people. Yeah. we can't accept it for ourselves because we're so just deeply critical and I think it's a lot of us as former gifted kids where we were effortlessly perfect and then now yes. as adults and we have to put effort <laughs> <Right. in> <laughs> we were bamboozled 
It was fucking rude. And then we had to talk to people who aren't even smart. <laughs> and that's hard too. Like, anyways. <laughs> like, I am constantly telling people, listen, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Meanwhile, my cup is bone as dry. <laughs> right. <laughs> And broke. My cup has like a whole chip right, in it. Right, right. <laughs> it's leaking water, and I was just like, "Well, a mess." A you feel mess. your cup. <laughs> <laughs> but every single study on self care and taking time off shows that this enhances our productivity, our creativity, our success, and reduces burnout, mistakes, and creative blocks. Um, so I am taking a couple days off this week and next week. And I was like, you know, taking time off of work because work has been crazy. But really, I'm just taking time to unpack my fucking apartment because I can't find shit. <laughs> I'm tired of buying stuff because I can't find shit. So <laughs> That's real. We got to work on that. That's but, real. <laughs> saying no is saying yes. Um, I know I have heckled Chris regularly about the year of yes, but... At the same time, sometimes, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And feel free to use that. <laughs> um, so, you know, sometimes people ask you for stuff, and it's like, well, mm, no, I don't feel like it. What's hilarious is when you join a chapter, and they start asking you for stuff, and it's like, why did I do this? <laughs> they want stuff from me. I don't know why I did this. Anyways. But, um... Yeah, I think it's really important to know, especially when you are near your, you know, when you're near your limit, but also when you're full up and it's just something that you don't really want to do. It's okay to say no. It's okay. And radical self-care is a bit about being kind to yourself. Um, The world in general, and we talked about it this week, particularly with Megan, is so unkind to women especially black women and so at the very least if we can find ways to be kind to ourselves we'll be a whole fucking better off (laughs) you know and yeah like there's so many things we say to ourselves a lot of times i'll be brushing my teeth i'm like oh you getting fat you bald-headed like but i'm like oh well you're kind of nice and you're um (laughs) You know, you do have a great smile, you know, and, you know, the the joy goes from your smile to your eyes. And so, like, I try to, like, when I do catch myself in a place where I'm, like, starting to be mean to myself, I have to turn around and be nice to myself because how can I ask anybody else to be nice to me if I'm not That's nice right. to me? That's right. So, lastly, <laughs> radical self-care is not just a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a way of life. Living a life based on radical self-care allows us to stay nourished while expanding the gifts we bring to the world. We have more empathy, more patience, more space and energy to serve, create, and rise. Um, I know we've always, we talked about our morning routine. I keep reminding myself, I'm like, I gotta do one thing in the morning just to make myself feel like I'm becoming a better person. (laughs) And so, you know, sometimes it's just, Drink a cup of water. <laughs> yep. Sometimes it's, you know, delete your emails because that's really stressing you out. So it's not always <laughs> the same thing, but at the same time, it's taking that time because we deserve it. And 
Um, we don't want to get to the point where we have absolutely nothing left and we got to go take time off work because right. we're having a whole mental breakdown. So, yeah, it's a lot, but and it's hard being a woman, especially being a black woman. We we are so high achieving and so um, we were created with excellence in mind. And so that's hard also. Sometimes I just got to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of one time um, I had a supervisor who was speaking to one of my professors about me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. And she speaking she was talking about me and she was like yeah Chris is so you know great at this and that you know she's gonna run herself ragged though because I don't know why she thinks she has to be so much better than everybody else and this and everybody in the room is white except for me and I'm sitting there thinking because bitch I have to (laughs) and it was like that 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 moment was so like a Yes, dear, I have to be because you wouldn't be saying these great things about me if I wasn't. But also it was a like a tap on the shoulder to me, like, relax, relax. Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. you're good at this. You you do it naturally. It is okay. Take some time. Take a breath. It's not a rat race. Relax. Yeah, I think also... Sometimes, because I know we always talk about you have to be twice as good to get half as far. The thing I think that drives me is also just how I was raised. You know, like, and I'm a huge proponent of, like, the education system is only going to do so much. The parents have to, like, you know, support that at home. And that's what my parents did. And so I was raised with the expectation of excellence that is so deeply ingrained into me that, like, everything I do and it's frustrating when I'm not excellent and um in the when past you year, think you're not excellent yeah and when I think I'm when I am not reaching the expectations I have for myself yeah. <laughs> which I mean excellent is excellence but your expectations are your expectations so I know last year I had a really hard time where I was like I was trying my best to figure out things at work and I felt like my boss kept coming back and correcting me and I didn't feel like I was doing well. I I worked through that, I channeled through that, I reorganized the way I work to the point where like all my boss does is say like congratulatory things to me now. And even now when I'm stressed with work, I'm like, okay, I just need to get more organized because like my work's not going to cut stop coming. So I right. just got to create systems for myself and that's the thing about it is I tell myself you did the work you created the systems now enjoy the fruits of your labor and so that's how I work but at the same time it's fucking draining sometimes because like sometimes it's like it's just too much shit (laughs) right but um yeah so and I, I think that's why we talk about self-care Saturday and self-care Sunday and morning routines because, like, that's a time that is usually not dedicated to our daily grind. 
Right. But we can take that time. And it is a choice to radically get back to the roots of what it is that feeds you as a human and continues to help you be more balanced. Right. So, we don't do this. I don't know how, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> we so, will. We will. Very good. I'll take you to the favorite part of our pot, the buy you a dream. Um, I'll go first because mine is really quick. Okay. I want to buy a drink for Oreos. Yep, mm. Oreos. Um, and that's it. That's I, I just want to buy a drink for Oreos. I do not have a big sweet tooth. Um I like salt more than I do sweet. Mm-hmm. But um lately I have been really craving and enjoying Oreos, so there you go. <laughs> um oddly specific in the like I like golden Oreos. And that is what like... I've been eating. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're my people. <laughs> You and me, us never part. Um, <laughs> but it's weird because I just realized that I prefer the cookies to the icing. And mm-hmm. if they would just mm-hmm. hand me the cookies, I'd be fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what else I really like. I really like the peanut butter Oreos. Those are delicious, too. But I love mm-hmm. peanut butter, so. Peanut, peanut butter, jelly. Jelly. <laughs> I am buying a drink for Sudafed because... Um, Nadella mm. thought he had me, but oh, butter rough. Mm. 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 <laughs> I I was taking other medicines last week, and there was a lot of acetaminophen, and I was really concerned about my liver because I already be setting my liver through with my drinking. So <laughs> uh, I started taking Sudafed, and I was just like, huh, this is what I needed the whole time. <laughs> just think about back in the day when you could buy the good Sudafed. Uh, Yo, I was like, it was after I was, the pharmacy was closed, and I was like, I was scared. I was like, they gonna let me buy the Sudafed? <laughs> yeah, they gonna let you buy it, but now I don't know how it works, you know, at your drugstore, but at my drugstore, when I go to Walgreens, if I buy Sudafed, and it's not even, I mean, my Walgreens doesn't even have the good Sudafed like they used to have, mm-hmm. but even buying Sudafed, they gonna take my license. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and they like put it. Do. They put it in like a little log, and I'm like, I ain't making no mess. I just, I just want to breathe. I just want to breathe. Right. I think what we took, what I got from Target was just like the really little ones. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was it was a game changer. I can breathe now because of Sudafed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all of the drinks for Sudafed. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. They deserving. Deserving. <laughs> All right, so Doya, tell everybody how they can talk to us and how they can get in touch with us. Um, so I will start with Twitter. Chris has been keeping lit with the tweets on American Gods and Clean Sugar. I've been getting all these like notifications and I'm like, Oh, Chris is tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the glad you brought that up because I am not sure if I can do Queen Sugar. So here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I was catching up on it because, like, I couldn't do it the other week because we were recording on that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> Queen Sugar is doing a lot of, like, they have COVID right there in the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot. And I just, I don't, I just don't think I can watch it right now because... Mm-hmm. 
we are still living this. Like, mm-hmm. I get that it's reality, you know, it is what it is, but other shows have kind of mentioned it in passing, but it is a full-blown storyline, and it's a lot. And the characters are suffering in real in real ways because of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do Queen Sugar. We'll see. But I will be there for American Gods. And if okay. I can't do Queen Sugar, I will pick another show, probably Snowfall, but I'll pick another show to make up the difference. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I didn't get far in <coughs> Queen Sugar because of the loss of their dad. And I, I wasn't yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched this season of The Good Doctor. They started off with them working in the COVID units and stuff like that. And it was hard because I was like, it was so scary when we first started. Like, I couldn't even go to the store because, like, at the time, you know, they weren't telling us to wear masks or anything like that. And so it was like, do I go to the store and risk my life? Like, I risked my life for, like, a pint of butter pecan ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, for the most part, like, I wasn't willing to go out there. And so, like, even though now is still, like, somewhat scary, like, I still feel empowered by the fact that, like, A, I can wear my mask, and then soon I'll be fully vaccinated. And so, you know, that's still not 100%. doesn't mean that I might not get it. Yeah, At least I won't I'm, die of it. I, I'm glad that, um, you know, you're taking that, that stance on it, and hearing you speak of it that way is helping me, mm-hmm. because... I mean, yes, I am going to get vaccinated. My day is coming up um, in a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. well, next week. Yeah, next week. And I am excited about it. But just because I will be vaccinated, that's not going to change up anything with my routine and how I move. Mm-hmm. And you know, because <laughs> we're in the same boat being in states that have decided, you know, fuck what's best. And mm-hmm. I had an experience the other night when I went to Walgreens and Walgreens, and it really pissed me off because I feel like as a store, as a chain, that they are still requiring masks. They still have mm-hmm. the signs up. They was letting all kind of people in there without masks. And, you know, I am not going to speak disparagingly of someone, but I call these two men a bunch of names last night. They were standing <laughs> really close to me. They did not have on masks. And when I asked him to back up, he laughed. And, like, I got so pissed and I feel like it's unfair mm-hmm. for you know the government is going to do what it do mm-hmm. fine but I just feel like if you have signs up in your store that say people should wear masks that you should enforce that mm-hmm. because we all know that yes I'm wearing a mask for my protection but really you wearing a mask protects the other person more so than it protects you mm-hmm. and so I'm wearing a mask, but this person doesn't, and he's standing fucking close to me. Like, no. Yeah. I'm protecting him, but he ain't protecting me. And that's fucked up. So, I just... <laughs> we were at Target, and I kept seeing this guy with a mask around his chin. And I was like, can't even wear the mask. <laughs> Bleep his name, please. <laughs> I was like, he ain't even wearing a mask. Why ain't he wearing a mask? <laughs> And like most, like you said, most of the businesses are still requiring it. So, and to be fair, like half of these dummies have their whole nose out, and I just be, and I will say that too. Like I'd be like, "Oh, look at that 
dumbass with his nose <laughs> like I don't give a fuck but anyways um yeah anyways um what else are we gonna talk about there we're on Instagram it's poor life decision it's also the name of our Etsy page go buy some lovely stickers or um a mug where you can hide mm-hmm. some alcohol in mm-hmm. um we also, you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Again, we always want to talk about the topics that are important to you. That's so right. just give us a shout. You can DM us. You can email us. Do not send us pigeons and Mm-mm. everything will be okay. <laughs> like you can send an owl, but just know that you're really going to let us down because for a split second, we're going to think it's our Hogwarts letter. And when it's not, we're going to be really sad. So at this age, that. I don't really want to go to school. And then I was thinking about it yesterday. Oh, I miss school. School is where I shine. <laughs> I say that, but I don't think I want to go back. I I like ending my day at five to five thirty. No, I want to go to school. I want to go to school and not have to do any of this shit. Like not have to work, not have to do <laughs> any of this shit. Just go to school like the good old days. I was thinking yesterday, I was like, what if, like, Hogwarts was, like, an international school? Can you imagine how our country asses would fuck shit up? We'd be like, Wingardium Leviosa, and we would have burnt the whole school down. No, it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. Leviosa, not Leviosa. I, um, oh, I looked up my Myers-Briggs for... Um, Star Wars, and I'm Kylo Ren, which I get it. I get it. <laughs> it was, yeah, like I said, it was two different, like, one was like a new Star Wars character that I didn't really know, and then one was Jar Jar Binks, and I was like, how dare you? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you should cuss them out for that Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh, Maz Kanata was a new person. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. we're we're like the best people on earth. How dare you like make me charge our beaks? Charge our beaks. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed Anyways. up. All right. <laughs> well, y'all have a delightful week. Please yes. take some time to check in with yourself. Yes, yes, yes. And maybe check in with another person because I know we have been indoors for a year, and I know at the beginning of the year or of the year being indoors, we used to check in with people regularly. And we've all kind of fallen off of that and people are still struggling and people are still hurting. So check in on a friend. Yes. Um, and that's it. We just be sure you drink your water and take good care of yourself and we gonna make it. We're gonna be all right. So We gonna be all right. That's right. So um yeah, that's it. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. We love you. I'm making a change today. The liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a road that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you and only you. Yeah, I got one virtual, got one in that dance.